It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, week three is over. We're on to week four. I, I can't believe how fast the season is going. How you doing, buddy? Uh, it's nuts. I mean, we get in here. We, I mean, you and I spent so many months just talking football that isn't during the, the, the NFL right. season. Then it gets here, and it flies by. It's just so crazy how quickly it goes by. But you're right. We're we're already a quarter of the way through the season. What are you uh, it's, talking it's about? No, no, we're we're almost at the quarterway part. But but still, it's that's it's nuts. All right. So today we're going to answer some of your Twitter questions. We're also going to kind of mix in some of our all twenty two notes because both of us had a chance to watch the film last night. Uh, I saw you put some fun videos up there. I, I did a couple gifts. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But let's go ahead and start uh, with this first question from Cheyenne. They want to know what do you think is the cause of Jalen Smith's regression? Oh it, it, parentheses <laughs> regression, and uh, then he seems to kind of pick it up by mid-quarter, second half. Uh, we actually spent a good ten minutes before the podcast yeah. talking about this, but let's <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into this because there's, I mean, I think there's like six or seven people wanting to know about this. What do we think about Jalen well, Smith's yeah. regression? Real quick, I, I wasn't groaning because of the question. I'm groaning because I mean, Marcus and I yeah, literally just spent twenty minutes talking about this. Um, yeah, well, and, and I think it's it's. I think regression is yeah. I, I, I'm glad you're putting it in parentheses because I I don't know that there's regression happening here. I, like I, I just think that it's it's early in the season. Um, he's a high variance player. That's who he That's is, yep. guys. Like he's a playmaker. He's a guy who is the one who yeah he missed the tackle, but he also punched the ball out when he missed the tackle, and he caused like the the only big play that the defense had really. If you want to talk about big plays in that yep. game, so. Uh, I, you know, I think I was just talking about how, you know, it's, it's like you're, you're an archeologist, right? You've got, you've got the, you've got the hammer and you've got the, the brush that cleans up all the, 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 that actually reveals what you got. And and Jalen is the hammer. Leighton Vander Esch is the one who makes it clean, makes it right. You know, he's the one who's, he's going to clean it up if if Jalen isn't right. But Jalen is the guy who you're throwing at a blocking scheme and he's destroying three blockers and allowing Malik Collins to split free and get the, get one of the only sacks of the game. Um, I think, I think, you know, some of the guys, the Cowboys break, were talking about it earlier. And I, and I think that they've got it right that, you know, I, his his least strong part of his game by far is man coverage. I think he's solid in, in zone coverage where he can drop and move forward and attack when the ball comes underneath. I think he's incredible in the run game, and I think he's an amazing, amazing blitzer and pass rusher as a linebacker. So I, I just think that there's times when uh, uh, you know that he has issues in man coverage, and and, and as uh, Marcus will point out, I, 
I think he tapped himself out of the game because he was Yeah, I, I think he might you know, have got an it, IV in that game at some point. And it, listen, this is a theory. It's not, it's not the, it's certainly not one I can prove. But my guess is he's playing at a little heavier weight than normal. Not a bad weight. I want to clear that up. I don't think he's gained weight or fat or anything like that. You've got a reputation. You, you, you kind of have to right. make sure so I, clear you. I, I think <laughs> Jalen knows that a lot of his game is going to be between the tackles, and he needs to bulk up for a lot of that contact, taking on guards and that stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if he's playing at a little heavier weight and he's using the first kind of three, four, five games of the season to get used to playing at that weight. Uh, and I think that's why the Cowboys are okay rotating Joe Thomas in to, to kind of give him a break, you know, in certain packages, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I also think part of it is that he is doing more pass rushing stuff. And I think that that is a lot more exhausting Absolutely. than doing a shallow drop. Absolutely, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and, and to be fair, I think before this game, I could be wrong, but I think he played 100% of the snaps the first two games. So it, it just may, may be time for him to start getting some breaks. And you've got a guy like Joe Thomas. Use yeah. him, man. Like, Because man coverage is Joe Thomas's. Strength. Right, and, and you feel really comfortable putting him, him out on the field. Uh, and, you know, like we said, it, it just keeps those guys fresh, not only through this game, but throughout the season. Um, there was about four other questions about Jalen. Some people think he doesn't look explosive. Some people think you're struggling to get off blocks. Uh, I, I think we covered that pretty well. I, I, I mean, I've seen him getting off blocks. Like, I, I think I think you're not wrong. I think there were t- uh, in the first game, I think both him and Leighton struggled to get off blocks early on. But I, I think they've cleaned that up. I, I saw, I've seen him defeating blocks, and you know, if anything, that the plays that we're seeing him uh, miss at times is uh, being beaten by elusive players, which you know is wide receivers and guys like Kenyon Drake. I mean, sometimes it just mm-hmm. happens. All right, we've got like three different questions from people. I'll pick this one from Twin about Jordan Lewis. They want to know: Do you think Jordan Lewis is going to cover uh, Alvin Kamara this week, like we saw last year? Um, I know a lot of people are worried about Kamara versus Jalen one-on-one. I don't think that's going to happen too often. But do you expect to see Jordan Lewis on, a f- on the field a lot this week covering mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara? I mean, it didn't really happen the, a lot the first time. You know, it only happened, I think, on like a dozen plays or maybe just ab- above that. So I-, I think it got so much hype, <laughs> you know, the first time it happened that I, I wonder – if they aren't just a little bit more judicious about doing it this time, but at the same time, it really was effective. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, 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 you know, I think that it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and at the same time, you know, maybe they even do something with uh, with Anthony Brown and or uh, uh, Chidobi Awuze as well. I mean, I think right now it looks like this is a two man game, you know, between Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and and so. I, I feel like Byron Jones is uh, is was it did a great job on on John uh, Thomas Thompson the first time Thomas sorry the first time and, and I feel like that they're probably gonna roll with that opportunity to try to see if he can handle that again because he looks like he's in midseason form and then I, I think for you know for, for Kamara yeah you know, he's a special kind of unique player so it's it's gonna be a combination of solutions that it's gonna end up happening. And I would say, yeah, that probably Jordan Lewis being on, on him and on passing downs is probably a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I that. think especially with Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Um I don't know how much of the Seattle New Orleans game you get to see Landon, but Teddy Bridgewater was nineteen to twenty seven. Guess how many passes he completed beyond five yards of the line of scrimmage. Hmm. I, I mean, just based on the what I saw 
Like three? Three would be the correct answer. Uh, he had. I'm wow. looking at his chart right now. He had. I I seriously just guessed that. That's that's just nuts. That's, that's just, crazy. just the three? three. But listen to this. This is my favorite stat. He had five completions, five yards behind the line of scrimmage or more in this game. So he had more completions that were deeper than five yards behind the line of scrimmage than he had further than five yards Correct. beyond the line of scrimmage? In total, he had four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen completions that were at the line of scrimmage or behind. I see, you know, I, I, I just, I think this is going to be a good matchup for the Cowboys defense because, look, I mean, say what you will, they have two really great dynamic players that you have to account for. I mean, I, I'm certainly not going to sit here and discount Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, who are two of the best playmakers in the NFL, and basically single-handedly beat Seattle at, in Seattle, right? I, I just think that the Cowboys are going to be able to get a better pass rush uh, on the opportunities that they get that, that chance on, on Bridgewater. I think that the Cowboys may even rally to the football a little bit better, and I think knowing what's coming a little bit better um, may help the situation. Now, you can't always just count on that because it's it's Sean Payton, but I, I just think seeing what what what, they, what Teddy Bridgewater has for them kind of uh, gives them an idea, a contour of what they are facing, and I think it's a good you know a good schematic matchup if that's if that's the kind of game he wa- wants to have to play that's a good schematic matchup for what the Cowboys want to do all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about rookie Tristan Hill we all love a night out whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team with the vivid seats reward loyalty program you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. For the month of September, earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all of your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program now. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, this question comes from Rob Johnson. He wants to know, how did Tristan Hill play? Uh, what did you see from him in both the run and the pass game? Well, I, I I actually have only done offense, and I haven't done defense yet, but, I saw, but I've watched the game several times and, and specifically paid attention to Tristan Hill. So um, I will say that I think – he played. Uh, he played well. I think he did a good job for the most part of keeping his pad level low, 
And when he didn't, he was, you know, caught hand fighting at times. Um, I think there was a couple plays where people were excited about what he did when he was actually getting trapped. It was on a, mm-hmm. on a trap play, especially that one near the goal line. Uh, it's great to see him get through the line that quickly. It's great to see him with that kind of athleticism. Quickness and explosiveness, um, yep. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and I think he did have a hand in that. I mean, not literally a hand, but I think he was involved in that play uh, in which Jalen got the the forced fumble. I think it, it, he penetrated and caused the running back to have to adjust. Uh, so I, I think there was some definite good snaps, and I think for you know for a look, defensive tackle is a very difficult position sure. to start playing as a rookie in the NFL, uh, and this was his first start. So I think for you know all, for that I think he had a uh, a good a good game. I think he's got some ways to go, um, and I and I definitely am not like ready to put him back down uh, 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 in you know un- inactive. I think it's t- it's time to kind of keep him up if you can. Um, but I, I also think that you know he's not taking snaps away from Lee Collins yet. Or I mean, you know, he may he may end up sneaking some snaps as a pass rusher as a nose tackle, because I think that he did do some interesting things as a nose tackle. But I also think that he it will struggle if he has to be, you know, the point of attack on a double well, team. Well, what, you know what, what I saying? found the most interesting in it, this wasn't unexpected, but most of his snaps in this game came as a one technique because of yeah. the injury to Antoine Woods. Uh, they didn't draft him to be a one technique, right? They they drafted him to be an up the field three technique to probably eventually fill in for late, Malik Collins. Uh, but I thought he handled himself well in a role or in a position that he's not really accustomed to playing. Um, but if I had to kind of write down notes about him, it's a lot of the same what we saw pre-draft and what we saw in training camp. The athleticism is crazy. The explosiveness and the effort, and those are all things you love to see. There's just a, there's a lot of technique things that need to be refined. Um, there, he needs to be a lot more disciplined in some things. But I think for his first start at a position that he wasn't you know really built to play, I thought he played well. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know this is this is uh, you know one of those situations where he just needs to play a lot of snaps, yeah. you know, he needs to see more football. He needs to understand what the offensive line is trying to do to him. I agree. You know, and I think that that's, that's where, you know, guys like, you know, Demarcus Lawrence are, are teaching the 501 class and, and, and this guy is still, he's still taking the 101 sure. class, you know, it, it's just going to take a little while to gain that, that kind of breadth of knowledge, not just of what you're doing, but understanding what blocking schemes in general are doing, and then being able to recognize that quickly and adjust. All right, this is this is a fire take that somebody sent to us. I, I want to get your opinion on this one, Landon. Uh, this one's from... Is this just your burner account that you said that you no, tweeted this question? No, this, is, this <laughs> okay. one's from JB. Okay. Dak Prescott okay. has statistically regressed each of the games he's played against arguably the worst three teams in the NFL. Isn't it logical to expect with the strength of schedule ahead for the, his stats to nosedive? No. I, I, mean, I, I mean, look. I mean, he, he's, look. He, he's regressed from 400 yards to 375 to three touchdowns. To, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a massive regression, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's... His key. You know, offense is kind of a, it's a, it's offense is a zero sum game. I mean, you had two <laughs> running backs rush for a hundred yards. So I just want to point out yeah, his QBR I mean, in the last three games is ninety nine, ninety four, and ninety. 
So, I mean, that's, that's a big regression down to the first best quarterback in the league to the second best. I think what you're seeing is a guy, you know, establishing a statistical baseline to I me. Did, yeah. I mean, that's like, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's fluctuation, but that seems like a pretty three consistently good games. Uh, you know, granted, I, I'm certainly not discounting the 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 uh, the talent disparity between the between the teams that the Cowboys have played. But at the same time, like, you know, you can't credit them for doing what they're supposed to do. They're, they're, if they're better teams, they should beat the crap out of those other teams. And guess what happened? We beat the crap out of those other teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 you can't blame them for what they haven't been been provided the opportunity to do yet. I, I agree. Um, this one next comes from at AV Hustle. Uh, is there any concerns about Cooper's drops in the first three games? I think he has a drop in each contest. Uh, I heard he dropped the ball a lot in Oakland. Uh, I can kind of handle this one when you're getting op- Please. yeah when you're getting open as frequently as Amari Cooper uh, and as consistently. I don't really care about drops. It's not like he's dropping two or three passes a game. Uh, every once in a while, have a concentration drop, but he more than makes up for it. Uh, I think drops. And I've kind of been on this train for a while. Is the most overrated stat when it comes to receiver. Yes, that's your job to catch the ball. But if, if you're getting open and you're dropping one pass out of every 15, 16 targets, it's not that big of a deal. 99% of times, drops result in incompletions. Um, you know, I'd, re- I'd much rather have a receiver who has an occasional drop than one who doesn't create separation. Uh, and that's why I don't really worry about it too much. I know people in Oakland, uh, they got to be where they got tired of it. Uh, with Cooper, it's, I, I don't think it's one of these things that, you know, it, it, it's not that they don't come. They come in bunches or anything like that. They're they're just occasional. Sometimes it's him looking at where he's going to run after he gets, catch a, catches a pass. Uh, I'm not worried about it because Amari's been so special through the first three weeks. Uh, any thoughts on Cooper's drops? No, I think you said it really well. He's, again, like a high-variance player. Sometimes you get drops. Sometimes you get 85-yard touchdowns. Right, and it, again... It's not like drops are that big of a negative, right? It's it's an incompletion. No. It's not a sack. Yeah. It's not you're not turning the ball over. There's way worse things that a receiver can do than drop the ball. I, just just believe me on that one. Uh, this one comes from at Jaware. Uh, what's he wants to know? What's up with Connor Williams? Do you think he struggled through the first three games, and how do you think he's looked? I, I mean, I think he's definitely the fifth offensive lineman on this team, um, and you know because of that and because of how good the other four specifically are playing right now, uh, he is the target on the blocking scheme. Yeah. So I think that they're doing a lot of different things to uh, to try to specifically make his life difficult. Um, and I think for the most part, he's been okay. You know, I, I mean, clearly, like, look look at the end results. Like, Dak has not been uh, – I think he's at – what, he's at, been sacked twice? Yeah. Is that yeah. it or something like and that? One, was, I mean, this, one came in, after in, nine seconds, like a legit nine-second sack. Yeah, after he, after he literally got through his three reads three times, he said. Right. That's crazy. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think the expectation – the standard is high, and that's good. I mean, we, I, I'm, I, of all people, have been out here before the season saying, hey, this offensive line has to be better. It has to be better, and that this that there's no more excuses, and and, and I and I, I've been critical. I, I think they are that that good. They are better. Is Connor Williams as good as the other four? No. Has he struggled uh, against you know some of the better? I mean, look, say what you will about the teams they played. 
I feel like each one of them on some level has had some sort of interior uh, defensive line presence that's worth mentioning. Yep. And uh, and I think that he's availed himself pretty well overall. I, there, as much as we've seen a couple bad plays, I've seen a couple of really great plays. Uh, you know, with him beating up linebackers down oh, the field say, ten yards at a time on that pulling, that was so awesome. That to was watch. on the Tony I mean, Pollard run, I believe it was the eleven yard yes. run. He, I'm, I'm, dude, he was beating that yeah. dude up for like fifteen I, I, I'm, yards. I'm actually watching it, it right now. The Cowboys started that <sighs> play at their own forty-five, and Connor Williams pancaked. I, I think it's actually a safety at their forty-yard line. I, I mean, it was just it was an incredible play by by Connor Williams. So. I don't have a problem with it, and actually, I think, I think the league's been a little bit ticky tacky when it comes to him on some of his penalties. I I thought his holding yeah. call was kind of weak. Uh, it, it didn't mm-hmm. seem like there was much there. I don't know. I, I I feel like he's been a little bit of the target for Dallas for for some of these holding calls. So I'm not super worried about him. Um, this next question comes from at Frankie. Uh, which team in the NFC poses the greatest threat for the Cowboys in the playoffs? Uh, it's a little hard to answer that one because we're only three weeks into the season. Uh, some of these teams are still banged up. Obviously, New Orleans doesn't have Drew Brees. Um, Seattle's still working their way through a bunch of injuries. But what is the one team that makes you a little bit nervous to potentially play them in the playoffs, Landon? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't hate it if uh, if New Orleans got you know knocked out of the playoff picture before Drew Brees got Yeah, that back. would be nice. You know, it's just... so hard to play in New Orleans, too. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I, I think Seattle doesn't terrify me. Uh, you know, Philly. I mean, Philly is still Philly, and and they're still a division rival, and so I think there's an extra level of difficulty there. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's still the um, so, Rams, right? I, I know Jared Goff. Yeah, hasn't pl- it's got to be the Rams. I, I know Jared right? Goff hasn't played as well lately as you know people expect, but. They have so much elite talent on that team. And with Cooper Cup back, their offense is really hard to stop. They still have Aaron Donald. Uh, Wade Phillips is still a really good defensive coordinator. I, I still think the Rams are probably the best team in the NFC, right? But, Go- I mean, Goff is a pretty clear weak point in that offense, right? Like, I, I think the thing that's going to – like, I think that the reason that they're going to end up staying on top of it is because their defense yeah. is starting to pick it up. And, and I think that that will – help stabilize things but i mean i as even as good as mcveigh is as a play caller that offense i i have real concerns about golf because i don't trust the offensive line in front of him as much and i really feel like golf like with pressure in his face is problematic yeah, that's a team I'm really interested to see how they do at the second half of the year because they have looked very beatable the first couple of weeks. I mean, Cleveland, without their entire starting secondary, had a chance to tie that game in the fourth quarter because Goff yeah. was just giving them yeah. the ball away. So I, I don't feel like – in previous years, I felt like there was a big gap between the Rams yes. and New Orleans and then Dallas. I, obviously, I think Dallas can compete. I don't feel that way this year. I, I think – Dallas can go into any stadium and win. Will they? It's it's yet to be seen. But I do feel like the Cowboys are at least close to that same level as some of those, some of those elite teams. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. If- 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.